0: Hey, Candy cane People get cut. It's life. Film's a collaborative medium. I'll send you a copy. Paybacks. A bitch. Together forever. Clear. We are the weirdos. I am god. I love it that we're cruising through Chinatown at 11 at night.
1: Marriott's Miss Jordan.
2: Marriott's Miss Sam.
1: I had not had this tea yet.
2: Oh, okay. Like yeah, to... we're. What is this tea called?
1: It's Christmas cookie tea.
2: Christmas cookie tea. Which it does smell everybody exactly like Christmas cookies. Here's the
1: thing. Tea shouldn't be a pastry. <laughs> right? Like, nobody wants, like, a soggy pastry, but here I am.
2: But here you are.
1: I gotta tell you, I have Christmas Christmas cookie tea, and I have Christmas cookie deodorant on. Wow. Yeah. Does it
2: smell also like baked goods? It does. <laughs> I mean, that's... This, that sounds like an appetizing idea. I just...
1: I am here. I am full Christmas. I am, <laughs> I am ready to Christmas with you. I full Christmas. Um, I have just... I'm, I'm excited because I just put my uh, Christmas EP this year out. Yes. Um, and so, friends... What is it, is it called? It's called Sad Christmas. <laughs>
2: yes. So, a, a very Sam Weinman Christmas because with his EP Sad Christmas.
1: You know how Christmas is all the feels. It's happy and sad. Mm-hmm. It's bittersweet. That's what Christmas is. And when it's not... That's that's what straight people straight people have like happy Christmas and then they go home and they're disappointed. <laughs> right. <laughs> but queer people, we know. Yeah, we know. We know. We know Christmas is bitter. We sweet.
2: know what the happiest season is all about. Yes.
1: <laughs> so friends, if you would like this uh, this exclusive yeah it this is exclusive EP. Um, donate any amount to AIDS Life Cycle mm-hmm. through my fundraiser, and uh, and I will email it to you. Yeah,
2: this is about raising money for AIDS Life Cycle, which contributes to the uh, Los Angeles LGBTQ Center.
1: Yes, and the San Francisco AIDS Foundation. Yeah, both of those are funded majorly by AIDS Life Cycle, and unfortunately, due to COVID, there has been no big ride the last two years, yeah. and so these organizations have not got the millions of dollars that they normally depend on. Mm-hmm um and it has affected them Mm -hmm. so here we are if you have if you have anything at like literally any amount to give you want to put a couple bucks in there (laughs) that ep is yours friends and you can stay tuned after yeah um for my brand new song you're good to me
2: yeah you're gonna hear you're gonna hear a little bit a little bit of that at the end of the episode so you of course have to listen the the retention rate has to be 100 percent. don't skip ahead you have to listen all the way through
1: your reward for putting up with us for the next hour yeah you get to hear the song first yeah. so uh yeah buckle up friends because today we are talking about Mimi Rogers
2: well first we have a bit of business oh that's right
1: oh we have a bit okay. of business to get Guys, to okay i this is my idea yeah. and i immediately forgot it yeah. i I would like for you to open this present. Yes. This is it's Christmas.
2: It's Christmas. I have received a parcel from Sam. And
1: you are going to not be in the same city as me. Mm-hmm. So I Which need is you to shocking. open this now. Which is shocking. I don't like shocking. that. I don't like it. I'm not going to talk about it.
2: I know. I hate it. I hate it. I'm I'm unwrapping.
1: Tell everybody how beautiful that wrapping is. It though. is.
2: It is lovely. It is uh like a little like woods woodsy setting. It's like a baseline brown color. There are birch trees and they are all cardinals wow. on the birch
1: trees. Thank you for bragging about that. Dollar twenty five on Black Friday.
2: Oh, that is lovely. Well, right. you buy you. You know me. Sam is the most proficient Black Fridayer. That's a mini sewed, uh, Sam's Black Friday we'll get there. tactics. Yeah. But it also has a uh, candy cane, uh, Christmas colors candy cane uh, yarn wrapping, uh, yarn bow on the outside.
1: It's not a present unless it takes you an hour to get into it.
2: I mean, my grandpa would be sitting here if he was still alive. He would have his pocket knife out and he'd be individually cutting every single piece of tape you know so what? I he love could that. fold up the paper neatly <laughs> oh, oh, afterwards. Yes. Yeah, so that's how grandpa opened everything. I'm opening it. It is a t-shirt, everybody. It is... Well, no, it is not a t-shirt. It is a tank top. (laughs) Oh, my
1: God! (laughs) Hi. Mary Miss.
2: It is... It is... This has to be custom.
1: Yeah, I mean... This has
2: to be custom. I designed it. Because it says... (laughs) Hot Girl Sympathy on it. That's you! You got Hot Girl Sympathy? TM Hot Girl Sympathy... Is that is my trademark emotion. That's it? This is And it's on a
1: white tank top it in is on honor a... of the women that we talk about here on yep, Odereon. On Ods uh, who you have hot girl sympathy for. You and will I will add, check that tag out.
2: American Apparel?
1: Who I didn't even know still made clothes.
2: Wait, right. I heard that they still do. Like they're like you can get them on I Amazon it was or
1: something. Los Angeles Apparel or something No, that, but, but Doug
2: Charney there. did start Los Angeles Apparel, so he's still being okay. a fucking creep, and he started his business Los oh, Angeles really? Apparel. Yeah, fuck yeah. That guy. So, so that guy's that's Doug Charney. Apparel. Mm-hmm.
1: Back to American Apparel. Yep. And I wanted to get you something truly odd. Awesome. And what's more odd awesome than American Apparel?
2: And also, they still are the best basics tank tops and t-shirts
1: guys they're not paying us
2: that was the thing that we lost when that sexist empire shut down was actually the best kind of default basics for just like tank tops and t-shirts
1: there is something that happened in the mid-aughts that we should segue to right now (laughs) yeah and talk it's which is american apparel we have not really brought it up on the pod before but american apparel um, it, it, back when like slacktivism,
0: right, yeah. or snacktivism, snacktivism, as you put it, um,
1: was at its peak when we had our no hate campaigns and mm-hmm. everything like that. We also had American Apparel where and American Apparel. In its prime was just like Tom's Shoes. Toms, you buy a pair of Toms, you get a pair for kids in Africa. (laughs) There you go. Wear these ugly shoes, which I love. I love them. I still have, I have two pairs of Toms. I got a pair in the other
2: room. Yeah, they're still really comfortable. Love them.
1: Okay. An extremely
2: lightweight shoe. So,
1: an American apparel, also quality clothes, made in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, And they support, it was, it was a, it was sweatshop free labor and took care of their employees in the factory. Right. And uh, and we're actually out there making um, T-shirts in around the time of Proposition 8 or shortly after that said um, uh, I still
2: own my legalized gay legalized highlighter yellow gay. tank top.
1: There it is. Yep. And and that, those were very popular shirts. And they
2: were the they were the first consequential retailer to do pride themed clothing weren't they
1: they were like this was the very beginning old navy came right. after not for years by the way they yeah. were years ahead of everybody else yeah years and and that's years. what's crazy because it, about because it was edgy it was edgy to, edgy, to do that and at the and that's time that's why they did it because it was like people couldn't believe that was on a shirt yeah and so what it, and consequentially people lined up for these shirts they sold out of these stores. Mm-hmm. They had to make so many more of them mm-hmm. and like special runs and stuff. And this lasted for a while. And then it brings it begs the question, right? It's like, okay, well, you're profiting while I'm still not having equal rights. Yeah. So, like, what's going on here? But yep. also, it just felt good to see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I my boyfriend. It felt and edgy I, at the time. I did. remember
2: when I when I bought mine and like wearing it around at that time really did feel like you were saying something. It did. It was the most accessible. Well, NMOS version of activism you could possibly access but it wasn't it was a kind of thing you would wear that people would double take on not everybody but people who had a feeling about the idea of legalizing marriage between same sex couples that was like a side-eyed a par- kind of kind of statement wearing just a abla- blazing it across
1: your chest so proposition 8 in California that was in 2008 it did uh it it was to ban Same-sex marriage. Mm -hmm. So to vote yes on eight was An extremely
2: fucking confusing campaign. ...was to agree
1: with um, banning same-sex marriage. Yes. And so what happened was California, the most liberal state in the country, voted against queer rights in a monumental moment in Mm -hmm. 2008 that affected the whole country. Yeah. Um, and it was a way to see that, hey, yep, the mainstream population does not like gay people. This mm-hmm. is only 2008. Yeah. So for a major retailer to turn around and turn these into shirts that people could, it was a statement. And now, look, we give the odds a hard time for that kind of activism. But at the same time, visibility was the biggest kind of activism you could have then because it was hard to be visible. Oh, and at, and-
2: that, at that time, that was, that was before Target had pride clothes. That was before Old Navy had pride clothes. Gap had pride clothes at the time. That was a major decision, a major branding decision and a very clever one for a company to make. So now it's Wells Fargo putting out a pride ATM (laughs) on Santa Monica in June. But then it was like, holy shit, you can't get these everywhere because no one else is willing to do this right now.
1: Two things that you should know about American Apparel. One, uh, they were the reason why basics came back in the mid aughts. They literally single handedly brought basics and solid colors, no patterns, very limited patterns. There were some like big block stripe patterns. Yeah, they they did color
2: blocking. But they
1: didn't have a lot beyond that. Um, Zipper hoodies, v neck shirts. It's their fault. The, the, if you're wondering why every photograph from the odds has a guy in a V-neck, mm-hmm. American Apparel's fault. Blame
2: the, the 70s, the 70s track shorts, the tube They had the, the sock. deep V,
1: mm-hmm. they had the V-neck, and then they had the deep V, and then they v. had the extreme deep V, which was, I mean, it, it's barely a shirt. It
2: was like a, it, uh, the extreme deep V was like a plunge neck dress you're, that it, you'd see it's now. It was, tits like, tits like, out, it was, Yeah, it was like what Olivia Rodrigo wore <laughs> earlier this year when she was in like that deep cut yes. YSL bodice, bodice um Silhouette
1: dress. I can't wait till we start making movies with that aesthetic. Because Autos <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Aesthetic at the same time was competing because there was the American Apparel aesthetic, which was like this organic hipster look. So mm-hmm. you had your Toms in American Apparel and skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. Or you kind of had this scenester look, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was like skinny black jeans, yeah. guy liner, black and white stripes, a little bit of red. The mm-hmm. red lip, we've talked about this. Yeah. And this was around the same time because that was that kind of style. Mm-hmm. But I will add American Apparel, the second thing. Mm-hmm. I had a picture of my boyfriend and I wearing um legalized gay shirts. Yeah. We kissed each other, posted it on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it got taken down. Yep. So this is 2010, I wanna say. And uh and so in 2010.
2: hmm Well, and I I will say, but like the reason why American apparel another reason why American apparel is the most aughts of companies is because all of this is true. You know, the the locally, locally produced um, activism teas, all that, while at the same time, uh, really pioneering the aesthetic of 2000 Sleaze yeah, with their there voyeuristic,, um, intentionally border- borderline pornographic uh, um, aesthetic to their marketing campaigns yeah. that were often shot by Terry Richardson.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: noted um, accused sex pest, Ultra famous photographer of the 2000s, Terry Richardson, and presided over by Dove Charney, who lost out, whose American Apparel went under because he was accused of so much like misconduct and creepiness that he lost his company. So like this is the duality of American Apparel is the aughts personified.
1: It really was. I remember there being an American Apparel, I think, newsletter or something at one point. Like they <laughs> tried to flirt with that, sure. and it had an article that was supposed to be edgy, like Vice. Do you know what sure. I mean? Sure. Oh yeah. They're and it was so like how vice. to seduce a straight guy. And They're it was written by a gay So guy. vice. And and it was just like basically the article was like get him drunk. Yeah. And it's like. So if you want to understand American Apparel and mm-hmm. what brought them down, mm-hmm. there's the article. There you go. And so I, the last thing I'll say, mm-hmm. which is the reason why I brought up the kissing and being taken down, is this is still a culture at the time that these shirts come out that um, that you can't that kissing your boyfriend on Facebook would be considered pornographic. Yeah. You could report a picture like that; it would get flagged and taken down, and mm-hmm. you could risk losing your account by putting it back up. That would never fly today. Mm-hmm. And friends, that was only a decade ago. It
2: was only a decade ago, now, y'all.
1: I'm gonna take you on a time machine today. To nineteen ninety
2: seven, yeah, which leads us to nineteen. 19- Honestly, this movie feels not even nineteen ninety seven. If I were to guess a year for this, I would have guessed like fucking nineteen ninety one.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> well, because this movie, this movie somehow, while being in the late nineties, feels firmly planted in the poison ivy era, <laughs> <laughs> despite not being an erotic thriller. No, no, and I,
2: what what is the movie called? The Sam? movie we
1: are watching mm-hmm. is. The Christmas List. The Christmas List. Starring Mimi Rogers, mm-hmm. it was a uh it was a made for TV movie mm-hmm. for the Family Channel back mm-hmm. when the family before ABC Family, bo- before Freeform. Yep. There was ABC Family, before ABC Family, there was, there the, was family the Family, family channel. channel. And the Family Channel um, as I've discussed on this pod, uh would have kind of like an event movie every year. The mm-hmm. year before this was Eric Von Detten and uh, Christmas yeah. Everyday, which is the groundhog's day of Christmas movies. Almost talked about it for this pod, but <laughs> instead, I am giving you a real treat because friends, this movie is on YouTube.
2: Yep, whole thing. The
1: whole thing And not like free- a janky upload. No, it's it looks like good. if you popped
2: in a VHS tape right now, it would look like the YouTube stream of
1: the Christmas list. I think it would be list. better than a VHS. Probably, tape. yeah. Because but it is still it's not as good as a DVD. Yeah, it's no. somewhere in between. Imagine yeah. between. So, <laughs> imagine it. Between. And if you can put up with a CGI Santa <laughs> yeah. that with the 25 days of Christmas logo yeah. every, you know, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah you can watch this movie
2: popping up to remind you about other abc family programming and
1: look i would buy it if it was on blu-ray dvd if it was on i don't know a fucking a piece of paper yeah. i would buy it but this but this movie is not available and has not been available for a long time so thank god somebody out there
0: yeah.
1: has put it on the internet for all of you listeners and look i'm not telling you to stop right now and go watch it yeah. you don't have to yeah i'm going to we're going to walk you through it because what you need to know about this movie is it is about the most normal woman <laughs> to ever have a christmas
0: naomi would you say i lead an exciting life um compared to who oh don't worry i'm not insulted i know i don't
2: the most normal woman while i was while we were watching this together sam leaned over to me and remember and asked me if i remembered the website my life is average
1: Yeah, in the aughts, there was a website (laughs) called My Life. So, in the aughts, there was a website called Fuck My Life. Yeah, there was, and I remember Fuck My Life. Things that were like, I guess, really bad. It like, was like I spilled kind of like coffee. Tweets. Yeah, like it was so stupid. Yeah. I spilled coffee. Fuck my life. Yeah, like oh, uh, you know? my
2: my 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 tires flat. Fuck my life. Like, so
1: this parody site would just have people reporting extremely average things yeah. by the other day. It would be like I opened my bank account and my money was still there. <laughs> yeah.
2: my life is average. My
1: life is average. And I far prefer that. I did My life is average. To fuck my life. It I was I so love the
2: conceit of that.
1: And you know what? If My Life Was Average was a made-for-TV movie,
0: yeah. it would be
1: the Christmas list. Yeah. Um, and now, you all know, we we have extended the odds. When we talk about the odds, mm-hmm. we talk about um, Scream all yeah. the way up to, like, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah. We have a nice, broad window. And this fits
2: in that window. And this
1: fits this in that fits window. In this is firmly planted in 97. And what you need to know, what your mother and I need to know is, so <laughs> what you need to know about this movie is that, It exists in a space that is just before like the burst of TV films that we have now. That's a very good point. So when we didn't have the selection then that we have now. So but and yet this movie is definitely made by a team that was running and gunning. (laughs) This is a team that, you know, like I said, they gave a million dollars, Nate Shoot Days too. Yeah. This (laughs) is and yet it stars an incredible actress, Mimi Rogers. (laughs) Mimi
2: fucking Rogers. Um,
1: Marla Maples?
2: Marla Maples, ladies and gentlemen. I mean,
1: and and a little kid that plays Danny, who is like the littlest shit yeah. you will love.
2: And it, like definitely one of the best Christmas movie children I can think of. I Danny I, is definitely a little
1: gay boy. I don't love children. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a secret. No. I, you know but I like the children I like I like, I like Danny yeah,
0: yeah and Danny is
1: fucking gay
0: yeah I, Danny so is gay
1: so here's what I'm gonna give you a soft pitch queer people and straight people you can still listen um, if you were the teacher's favorite like all of us were yeah this movie is gonna give you teacher's favorite vibes <laughs> because yeah. Mimi Rogers is your third grade teacher 100% she works at a department store yeah her nickname is The Nose yeah because she can smell any fragrance She
2: yeah she works at the fragrance counter at a department store and she is a savant she is a fragrance savant.
1: You give her, like, the month you were born, your <laughs> favorite food. Yeah. Uh, what kind of candy you prefer. Yeah. And I don't know why you broke up with your ex, and she's going to give you a fragrance, and it's perfect.
2: Yeah, that, that's the fragrance. It's like it's like your soulmate of a fragrance.
0: Tell me, what is your wife's favorite time of day? Morning, I guess. All right, favorite color? Uh, it's it's favorite a pinky, orangey. Coral. Yeah, that's it.
1: So we, luckily for us, I mean, we open with, a, it is a very normal movie, uh-huh. right? So she's on the bus with her friend because you yeah. know what? Who hasn't ridden the bus after working retail? Just, I did. She's riding the bus to work. We're riding the bus. And her friend's like, Mimi Rogers. <laughs> you, oh, I'm sorry. You know what? I don't want to, no erasure here. Her name is Melody Paris. Melody Paris. Melody Paris. Melody
2: Paris. She says,
1: Melody, you need to think big. Yeah. You need to make yourself a Christmas list. Mm-hmm. And Melody's <laughs> like, oh, I couldn't.
2: She's basically telling her you need to manifest.
1: Yeah. She's like, this is before vision boards, folks. <laughs> yep, yeah, This is before, before the secret boards, went wide. This is actually, the Christmas list invented manifesting. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: So she's like, oh, okay. So she goes home and she likes, you know, she's getting real normal. <laughs> yeah. She's in bed. She's got her pen. She writes one thing on the list. She crosses it out. <laughs> yeah. Because you know she couldn't.
2: Yeah. Oh, she couldn't possibly. She couldn't. <laughs> she has...
1: I I will, much like my Super Psycho Sweet 16 where there's that one scene you just have to keep going, look, there is one early scene where you meet her mother, Melody Paris's mother. I need you to know that that was like the best casting they could find on Craigslist, (laughs) right? Like this is not this isn't great.
2: her overbearing mother who and it, it should be noted that Melody seems to live in an apartment complex where both her mother and sister live yeah in like everybody lives there everybody lives there and they have but they have a lot to who say she
1: should who she she's should amazing I want more of her
2: everybody has a lot to say everybody in Melody's family has a lot to say about her life
1: and what she's worth based on the men she does or doesn't have.
2: For. Yeah. With her, she has a boyfriend. I don't know, is his name George or Doug? George. George, who she's been with for like 4 years. 4 years. And he's got a plan. He's got a 5-year plan and she they don't live in the they don't live in the same place. They rarely speak. As one character tells us, he's already he's always either just got back from somewhere or he's just about to leave somewhere <laughs> for like work. Um and he doesn't know. it's And not by like, the way,
1: we know that guy. Oh yeah, that oh. guy was like my grandfather, my uncle. Oh was yeah, like every man on my side.
2: Yeah, like that's that. I feel like the majority of boomer fathers, yes, like is this man?
1: This guy for sure has another family.
2: <laughs> that's why he's constantly coming. This to man not work. Has,
1: and fully has kids. I'm sure. Yeah, like secret kids.
2: Yeah, he has a family he hates.
1: You know when you like find out about that and you're like, how did people not know this? Because. Mm-hmm. You dated Melody Paris. <laughs> yeah. You, who,
2: it should be noted, Melody's not pining after this guy.
1: She's not. She is so indifferent
2: to this relationship she is in. But the idea of the relationship is more comfortable than the, the possibility of being alone.
1: You know every, uh, occasionally I will just see something and I'll be like, that was fine. Yeah. But this is fine. Yeah. I think fine is a really good statement for where Melody is with her life. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And she could just keep going on And out she's of not Violet. ungrateful for that. But her mom's in there like, uh, this guy hasn't proposed and so therefore you have no value and she's like well what am I gonna do yeah he hasn't proposed it's four years whatever yeah right
0: Naomi George has a five-year plan with very specific goals I admire him for figuring the whole thing out the least I can do is be patient
1: so, anyways, she puts like a puppy on her list, crosses it out. Thank God, because I mean, I don't even know yeah. because this this movie quickly becomes the monkey's paw. Yeah,
2: yeah. We so wouldn't like, want anything to happen to the dog. Who knows
1: what it would have happened?
2: Yeah, <laughs> if she had wished
1: for a puppy. But she wishes for some very normal things like uh, like fuzzy slippers, Pink fuzzy slippers, new clothes, car, uh, new car, a car, new car. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a date at the at the Sky Restaurant. I
2: think it's like the Sky Room. The Sky Room. Something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we we have a we have a very underwhelming list. Yeah. Really easily achievable. And you know what? What I love about Melody Paris, she knows how to set an achievable goal.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, like, with the car is a big outplay, but like pink fuzzy slippers, new clothes, Melody is somebody who clearly doesn't spend money on anything.
0: Also. I'm, so look, she's
2: got the money to re wardrobe right want, now.
1: I don't want to drag Melody. Yeah. But. If I were to put, I want new movies, and then below it I put, I want the black Christmas Blu-ray, I don't know. I do feel like fuzzy slippers does go into new clothes, but I'll take it. Yeah. You know, she's dreaming big. Mm -hmm. She wants wants to be specific. Yeah. Dear Santa, don't forget this tiny thing. This very specific. If I don't have this, I'm gonna die.
2: Yeah, she Santa can't. There's no guesswork in the in the in the pink so slippers.
1: Back to teacher vibes. Mm-hmm. So Melody is doing her nose thing. Mm-hmm. She's behind that counter. There is a child that walks up to her, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I need a I need a fragrance for my mom." Mm-hmm. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking Christmas shoes. <laughs> but let me tell you something. Christmas shoes. Two years after this fucking movie. Two?
2: Wow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I
1: looked it up later. This movie came out before Christmas Shoes, so you know some lazy asshole. Interesting. Watched this movie, Mm -hmm. wrote, watered it down. Yeah. By the way, got the facts wrong and made it about the guy behind the (laughs) camera. Like, how do I make this about me? That is
2: the craziest thing about, I have not watched them, but uh, in my piecing together the details, the craziest thing about the Christmas Shoes is that it is, in fact, about
1: the the guy. It's about the guy. It's not, it's not about-, about mom who's meeting Jesus tonight. It's not about the kid who's getting her shoes. It's not <laughs> even about the clerk who's bringing him up. No. It's about the man in line who, by the way, gave him the money. <laughs> this is a four and a half minute song about yeah. a man who pats himself on the back. Yeah. Can you? And, and Which sounds about right. And listen to this
2: enough to make it a a trilogy of films
1: but going back to a movie that's not Christmas Shoes
2: yeah (laughs) sir I want to buy these shoes sir I want
1: to buy these
2: shoes
1: (laughs) Um, by the way Christmas Shoes was my first Christmas song I ever released I covered a very hateful cover (laughs) and I played the part of the child and I dragged this kid in the in the bridge and I put it on MySpace music (laughs) And that was the beginning of my music career. A very hateful little, cover, little known fact. <laughs> now, it, now it's out there. Sarah, Secrets why buy out. These Please friends? don't find that. <laughs> Please don't cancel me. Um, so this kid is at the calendar, uh-huh. and he's like, I, "I need to figure out this fragrance for my mom." Mm-hmm. He tells her, you know, like her favorite beetle, blah blah blah. Yeah, all this stuff, right. All the stuff. Super cute. Mm-hmm. Melody gets it wrong the first time, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh no!"
2: Yeah, he's heartbroken.
1: Melody gets it wrong the second time.
2: <laughs> he's ready to give up.
1: Maybe it's not going to work for me.
2: Yeah. And every time she does a scent that she tests, she does this wonderful flourish with her wrist mm-hmm. before she brings it up to her own nose to smell it. She has like, she has hand choreography that she does. But then when she gives him, what is it? The third fragrance?
1: The third fragrance. And you see the, she smells it and she, you see the look on Melody's face. Melody knows. Yeah. <laughs> she, well, Melody she's like, knows. by
2: process of elimination, I know it's this one.
1: This is, this is the one. Mm-hmm. The kid smells it. Grabs her fucking wrist. Yeah, she goes to pull pull her hand.
2: She goes to pull her hand away, and he grabs her arm and pulls it back. And he says,
1: "That's it. That's my mom." Like that piece of paper specifically is my mom.
2: (laughs) Yeah, which is not the first or last. It's it's either the first, not the first, or the last uh, woman who is a piece of paper at this fragrance counter.
1: No, definitely not.
2: Because Melody has just helped uh, service another client who was looking for something for the special lady in his life. And she queued up a fragrance for him, to which we get the response.
1: That's my wife. That. That (laughs) That. piece of paper is my wife. That's my wife. So that's what she does. She creates people on paper. (laughs) These are paper people. Paper people. And so
2: what we have (laughs) in this
1: moment is a dilemma, because this fragrance is $75 Mm. and Danny has $50. Mm -hmm. But Melody Paris. She's a fucking good person, and yep. she's your third grade teacher. So you know what she does? She gets an IOU yep. because Danny has an allowance, and she's like, "You go ahead, you take this with you." And she draws up the whole thing. It's very complicated. She says something about including tax. I'm like, Melody, you could leave out the tax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's
2: like, Melody, just pull 25 fucking bucks out yeah, of your me, pocket. I
1: think you'll be okay. Yeah. He can but just, it's fine. Yeah. But it's, it's fine. fine. So, She's and very sweet about it. Meanwhile, behind her, this old woman is like,
2: miss. Yeah.
1: And it's <laughs> and stressing me out. Like anybody who's ever worked retail, like as you know, I work borders. Mm-hmm. I, this is the most realistic thing. She's helping one person. She's
2: fully in the middle of a transaction.
1: This other person cannot wait. This person needs to be helped right now. And she needs to be heard, and Melody isn't giving her the time of day. No,
2: and Mel-y, Melody actually won't give her the time of day, and tells her, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, this is my last sale for the day. Uh-huh. She does not this woman, serve that woman.
1: She's like, I've been waiting for 10 minutes. Melody's like, sorry about it. Sorry. We open tomorrow at 9. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Melody, and in that moment, I'm like, I am here for this icon. Mm-hmm. I will follow Melody to the depths of hell yeah. and back. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what happens the rest of this movie, Melody, the most normal person to ever have a christmas mm-hmm. i am with you 100% my heart is with you i am on your hero's journey let's do this and
2: she has she has a shitty coworker who's really good at selling by volume she's just hawking this one perfume they have a large counter display for yes. but is uh generally b- bad at her job in a customer service sense but is a good at the bottom line aspect of her job yes
1: this woman is not Tori spelling but would play her on tv
2: yeah that's a very good point
1: you know it's like this is this woman and she and you know what i got to say she's doing her best I, I'm here for it. Yeah, it's for fine. her lack
2: of skill set to yeah. do her best.
1: So that's the premise. The kid's on his way out of the store. He grabs the receipt and puts it into this box. It's like a car contest. Yeah, That's what we need to know. Yeah. But here's what you need to know about Melody's List. She's feeling a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. She's going to get a little wild tonight. And she's going to give it to Santa Claus.
2: Well, and she's, she's a bit, Im- she's, she's going to do it. And then she shows her best friend and then she's like, oh, but maybe I won't. But then her best friend's like, bitch, yes, you are.
1: Yes, you are. And they
2: proceed to chase each other through the Christmas display at the store and mm-hmm. best friend pops it in Santa's mailbox for her.
1: Wrecking everything in their path. Yes. Because you know what? You know why? Because they get paid $10 a month. <laughs> And it is fucking fine to chase each other through a retail establishment. Everybody else, every manager who's going to have an issue with that needs to check themselves and how much they pay their employees. Yeah. Just going to throw it out there. Again, standing people who work retail. I get you. I've been there. (laughs) So they chase each other through the store and are immediately in trouble.
2: Oh, yeah. Immediately in trouble from the large glasses manager. Who doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground?
1: and. (laughs) Fully.
2: (laughs) Like, and because of that, he sees Melody experiencing joy. So he's like, you're banished to the stock room.
1: You cannot have, you cannot be out on this floor anymore. I'm putting you in the basement.
2: And because Melody is just fine, generally, she goes and does it.
1: Well, now Melody just happens to be in a new job. A new job? Sure. She's like, all right. You want to put me in the basement? Yeah. I'll go to the basement.
2: Yeah, she is, she's not... She's not aggravated n- by this decision. going to
1: put the nose in the basement? <laughs> yeah. All right, you're fucking lost. Yeah, dude.
2: you're fucking lost. Good luck.
1: I guess I'll pack a box when you could be selling perfume. Yeah. So, all right, she's in the basement. But here's the thing. This kid shows up. Somehow, by the way, this kid, whose dad is like medium hot, a little bit kind of on the, I don't know. How would you describe her, his dad?
2: Also, the most normal man to ever be in a
1: Christmas movie. The most normal man to ever be. I mean, because it's like for, forgettably white. Yeah. Um, like has a scarf that he never ties, kind of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Always has his jacket open. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter how cold it is. No. There, he his kid somehow dragged. By the way, doesn't spend enough time with his kid. The kid no. establishes it right away. And I think
2: he's a therapist. He's a therapist. Yeah, he's a therapist. He
1: calls his dad a shrink.
2: Yeah, that's it. Which
1: I always think is weird when people use that word.
2: And it to me it makes total sense that canonically that the therapist child would be the one who has like all this unprocessed grief because like the children of therapists are not the most well-adjusted children. Yes. The therapist, therapist parents are not, are either giving their, their children too much therapy attention or not enough attention period at all. Yeah. Because their life is about helping other people that aren't in their household. Can
1: you imagine getting home and trying to listen to your kids' problems? <laughs> you just had to hear 10 people's problems all day?
2: Yeah. I can't. I don't even like
1: kids. You know there what I mean? Like, I don't know. want, I don't want, I don't even have that kind of day.
2: And he, and dad is also, dad also has a, a useless girlfriend who wants him to move to New York City.
1: Useless. And by the way,
2: and has, the, the hate in the eyes of his son when he is talking to that girlfriend is. Who is
1: insane. Marla Maples?
2: That is Marla Maples. That is Marla Maples.
1: She is a real estate person. Mm, that's she it. She wants to get them to move to Bellevue and mm-hmm. sent him to boarding school. So mm-hmm. we know the stakes are high.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Stakes are very high. Stakes are very high. Somehow though, despite this kid's busy, this dad's busy schedule, the kid gets him to go to see a raffle outside of a mall. <laughs> yeah. So you know how in the odds, you go to a mall and there's a, there's a, there's a car that's being You win a Mustang. Off. Yeah. It happens <laughs> all the time. Nobody ever, that doesn't happen at the mall, but at this mall, yeah. it does. Yeah. So they're raffling it off. Because it was a department store raffle, Mm -hmm. and and he's like, it's like one in a million, one in two million, and I got to be honest, it's not.
2: It's not. It's one in however many people put their names in that fucking slip on a slip of which maybe what
1: a couple thousand maximum, maybe maximum. So actually, the odds are pretty good. That place should be packed. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I'm ready for my car. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yep. You and Melody Paris.
1: Me and Melody Paris. Mm -hmm. So the kid's name gets called, and his dad's just like, what the fuck. And they, then they're like, oh, but there's another name on yeah. it. Which, by the way, they didn't see it right away. What yeah. is it? On a separate piece of paper? Yeah.
2: Hidden in a secret fold. Did
1: you Did you pull out a second slip that was, like, attached by a piece of chain? <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it felt like, what was the reveal here? Yeah. But they're like, and Melody Paris. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, nobody responded to how amazing that name was. <laughs> nobody. I couldn't believe it. And nobody was like, oh Not yeah,
2: Melody Paris. Not one like, person
1: that's like, did a drag queen win? Yeah, nobody Nobody thought
2: like, somebody made up a
1: name, an is alias. Is this a fake identity? <laughs> exactly. Is, is this a person who's like, hiding from somebody? <laughs> yeah. But no... <laughs> totally normal. Melody Paris.
2: And the little boy was just so grateful for her help that he put both of their names yep. on the slip. So technically they both won the car. They
1: both won the car. And here's
2: where here's where Melody, it's the beginning of Melody's starting to realize that what things she has written down on this list are suddenly presenting. It's so like one of the things she wrote was a new job. Well, then she gets consigned to the stockroom and Melanie, forever the generally fine optimist, is like, new job? Yep she goes now she has a new job she
1: wanted a change it's not
2: the one she wants but it's a new job
1: monkey paw gave it to me but you know what I'm down in the basement fine yeah and here's the kicker and then she gets a car new car all of this all of this is very normal and presented in a way that's very believable except for one tiny aspect of this
0: movie
1: (laughs) Melody Paris is experiencing full on delusion
0: full on delusion she has
1: a kind of psychosis (laughs) that is definitely related to the brain I will say because she's having both visual and auditory hallucinations she does she is Seeing a person mm-hmm. like who when when her wish is coming true, mm-hmm. she hears a jingle bell like yeah, in her the, ear that she like it's like tinnitus. She's like oh yeah, and then she looks up and the person in front of her will be wearing a Santa hat.
2: Yeah, the person who like delivered the news to her about or is responsible for something from her list coming into her possession has a Santa
1: hat that on that glows them. like a halo.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. They don't put they don't put real santa hats on the actors it's Mm-mm. like an insert no, this is, this of is a like hand.
1: some santa hat filter yeah it's it's like a it santa is, hat
2: filter on tiktok
1: it is so jarring <laughs> yeah. that like if i were melody paris i would be questioning everything
2: but and then again melody again, paris takes it in stride fine. she takes it in
1: stride all right this is a this is a new aspect of my life that i'm gonna be <laughs> yeah. dealing with I'm going to see this. I'm going to keep going. Uh huh. She has stuff to do. Yeah. That's the thing about Melody Paris. She has to get home and read her book in time <laughs> yeah. for, to, to get to bed by eight.
2: And Melody, Melody lives in a pink apartment. I think her mother lives in a blue apartment. They have her, her all the apartments in this movie have the same layout. And they're, like, done in different colors to signify to you that they're different locations.
1: But it's definitely the same location with a paint job.
2: Definitely the same location. And Melody has a Christmas tree up in her house with a little train that runs underneath. Oh, it's so cute. And one of her wishes is, like, an old-fashioned family Christmas. Well, Melody's delusions have actually resulted in a fundamental change to her own mother.
1: Group psychosis, they call (laughs) it, right? Is that what it is? Because Melody's mom shows up in a gray wig, dressed like Mrs. Claus, and she's ready to (laughs) bake. Yeah. And she's ready to be you, a
2: mother for maybe the first time in her life.
1: She's also ready to act. Because I got to <laughs> yeah. say, that actress playing like classic mom? Yeah. An improvement. Yeah. Immediate improvement. Immediate improvement. I was just like, oh, okay, I get it. I don't know. That first scene, I would have just cut it. I <laughs> leave that on the floor. We'll get that she's a little kooky right now. But like, oh my God, Mimi Rogers' brother, or Melody Paris's sister? Mimi Rogers' brother. I don't know why I, <laughs> Mimi Mimi brother, brother. I, know why I brought sister. Mimi's brother into this. <laughs> Melody's sister is like not having it. She's like, mom is... Is mom's got problems. Yeah, mom's got dementia. And you know what? It's a good that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, mom's that's gotta get true. checked out. <laughs> Th- these are facts. So- and in
2: the in the most Sam Weinman possible reaction to events happening on screen, Melody's mom is making a Christmas tree chain out of popcorn, and Sam proceeds to tell the room what a bitch it is to make popcorn strands. It's so hard. And then immediately looks over to his boyfriend and goes, babe, we should make those. <laughs> To which his boyfriend just goes, you just said they were awful.
1: I mean, they are, but they're so cute. There you go. I mean, so she's out. She's on the floor making this popcorn chain with cranberries, which, by the way, didn't see the cranberries. And you know why? Because it's hard. Yeah,
2: because it's hard. But
1: they said cranberries. Yeah, they did. And you know, she's going to be on that floor for years. (laughs) Because you've got to make it long enough to go around the tree. That is a lot. So her mom is... You know, understandably, this is a, and, and so thinking about the factors at play, actually, mm-hmm. what we have really recapped is Melody got demoted. Mm-hmm. Her mom is suffering from dementia. Her
2: mom is suffering from dementia. And
1: now she's just been caught at work basically gambling <laughs> yeah. because she works there. Employees and put, are not allowed to enter not the Not permitted to so Melody's have like so far things aren't looking great for melody
2: and you know what melody's demeanor has changed not a bit
1: not a not a fucking note <laughs> not a bit melody is just like i am here yeah i'm gonna do the best i can every the best day i can yep and if that's not enough for you i'm sorry for you
2: i think what i think what i i find so enjoyable about the, it, it it's, it's all on Melody's shoulders it is melody melody doesn't Ever make other Melody doesn't make her other people's problems her problems. She's just yes. very sure and steady in herself. She wants the things she wants for herself. She doesn't put a new man on that Christmas list, as far as I know. No, that's not a part of it. She wants a
1: job. She wants the date. She
2: wants yeah. She wants. But a she date. doesn't
1: need a that's new man. Great. How amazing!
2: And she just the entire movie when people start like when things start getting crazy and like she. Goes to the bank to take out money and they give her a $5,000 loan that she was like, oh, that wasn't, that's not mine. They're like, yes, it is. Well, she gets that. And she's like, she immediately goes and puts a payment down on a lease on a storefront. Yep. Because Melody wants to start, I'm assuming.
1: She's a go-getter. A
2: scent s- store of her own.
1: Which has to be called The Nose.
2: It has to be called The if Nose. If they're going
1: to call her The Nose, they got to have her store be called The Nose.
2: And I love that Melody calls what herself it The like Nose.
1: Like Melody's nose. <laughs> You nose. know what no no because that that would take away from I do like that she calls herself the nose. It's like a real uh, Yeah,
2: she's like well, the nose. Like yeah. she, she the nose knows. The nose like knows. the nose knows. And I just I like that melody is happy for the surprises that she gets, but is not measuring herself against a version of herself that doesn't exist. Mm. She's, oh like, God, happy yeah. for the things as they come, and then the monkey paw acts up and suddenly starts, like, reclaiming all of her wishes.
1: Yeah. But even yeah. when
2: that's happening, she's like, well, gosh, I gotta deal
1: with this. There's one reveal that I think wasn't surprising for me, and I think most people who have heard Christmas Shoes, <laughs> yeah. but was is, is a little bit of a shocking moment when ah. the little boy... When and I had
2: had my suspicions when he grabbed her wrist at the, at and the said fragrance that moment that pape-
1: piece of paper is my mom <laughs> yeah, was like well, yeah. well where's the real one where's
2: the real one
1: his mom's dead and so the sad part which is like beautifully heartbreaking yeah. is that this kid wanted the fragrance that smelled like his mother mm-hmm. and kept it and by the way Marla Maples finds that in the room she just sprays it around like it's nothing yeah, yeah. get the in, fuck off my in mom in that
2: kid's room and goes his, in and takes his shit
1: and his face <laughs> Yeah. This kid... It
2: is incredible. Not
1: fucking having it. No. Fuck you, Marla. He hates Marla Maples. It was amazing. And he should. And
2: And Marla Maples is an excellent bitch, faux stepmom character. Totally, perfectly cast. She is perfectly cast in this movie. You
0: know, you are going to love your new home in Bellevue. It is so woodsy there. Great. I can start a tick collection.
1: So this kid, dead mom dad's hanging around
0: Mm -hmm.
1: obviously wants them to get together because he starts hanging out with melody because this is what's weird guys melody's boyfriend george who's barely ever around yeah sniffs out this car and he's like that's a part of my five-year plan yeah so check 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 yeah we're almost at year five but we need to share custody so george somehow gets their number and calls and arranges joint custody for this fucking car for the
2: car with melody with danny's dad with, yes because Danny's Danny's dad obviously Danny can't have the car he's a child so Danny's dad and Melody are now splitting these strangers are these splitting strangers, a convertible
1: which by the way what's splitting a convertible dating yeah. <laughs> these strangers are now dating. They are going to restaurants together. They're going to drive through Chinatown at 11 o'clock at night.
2: Yeah, this is important because one of the things that, that Melody wants out of George is that she doesn't get is spontaneity. Yes. And so she spontaneously has like a date not date with the doctor man. And we just get a, we get a scene of them driving around, just filming out the window of a moving car. We're looking at nothing in particular. Melody is having the time of her life. And we get one of my favorite lines I've heard in recent memory, which is just...
1: This is so great. I love it that we're cruising through Chinatown at 11 at night. It's a real line. It is incredible. Let me describe what they cut away to. Oh my God. A series of stores that are shuttered and (laughs) closed.
2: Yeah.
1: On a a barren graffitied street. (laughs) Yes.
2: It is is empty. It is dark.
1: There is no place I would rather not be. Yeah. Than this street. I would like to be less. But Mimi Rogers having the fucking time of her life. Have the time
0: of her life. I must be (laughs) dreaming. You know, my
1: favorite of her wishes that comes true is definitely when she asks for new clothes because... This is incredible. I got to say, do I love the way that it happened? Mm -hmm. That it happens on the back of a fat joke? No. No. We here at Otsperia do not stand for fat shaming. No, we do not. Somehow it comes up in all of our favorite Christmas movies. Yep, But here we are. So this person has outgrown their clothes Mm -hmm. and so Melody is about to come in. On a, by the way, another person who lives in the building because everybody lives in this fucking apartment yeah. complex. Um, Her daughter has all these extra clothes, so this is and they're
2: like did. designer clothes. They're
1: these are like floor length, length ball gowns. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yes. this is like her her daughter was Vanna White.
2: Yeah, exactly. Because they
1: all have sequins. Yeah. And so what we have in the next scene is Melody Paris and her BFF. Yeah,
2: who is amazing.
1: Trying on dresses. Putting
2: on dresses in the kitchen.
1: Just having a wild night.
0: Beautiful. I look good in this. Can I keep this Valentino? It's the bomb. Coming over in the middle of the night. You deserve it. You want it. It's yours.
2: There is a, a a a movie night. Another movie night. Friend who was watching it with like was the one who remarked upon this. They are just. They're laughing. They're giggling. They're having a great time in the kitchen. And she's like, "Let's have tap water and put on evening gowns." Exactly right
1: literally literally true night. and i was i was and it really gave, spoke to
2: me personally
1: I, this is Again, the most normal person yep. to ever have a wish come true. I can't,
2: like, she was, she, her and her friend were two, two beats away in that scene from breaking out a full choreographed dance that they had taught themselves that night.
1: Well, they would have, but it was for sure 9pm <laughs> yeah. and they were both going to bed. Like, <laughs> she's gotta get the bus.
2: Yeah, and mind you, Melody Paris looking fucking stacked. Oh in my her god, I-
1: by the way. Shout oh. out to
2: Mimi Rogers' body that does not
1: quit. Mimi Rogers, we never talk about how hot she is. Mimi
2: Rogers is so hot.
1: Not fucking fair. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, we know, here, and you're maybe you're sitting there going, uh, who's Mimi Rogers? Ginger Snaps, the mom who's yep. like very cute and mousy. Mm-hmm. That's Mimi Rogers. Mimi Rogers who dated Tom Cruise married. at peak Tom Cruise. Oh, Mary. They married. They were married. And by the way, peak Tom Cruise, that's before Scientology. Yeah. So we are talking like. 80s. Yeah. So Mimi Rogers has this like whole like Midwest mom, like very quiet together kind totally, of totally, yeah. Like mousy hair, mouth. Yeah, glasses, the bangs and the glasses. Mousy mouse. Mousy mous. It's all mouse. Mousy mouse. It's all mouse. It's all mouse with melody. And so, and but when she puts on this dress, you're like, oh shit, she's got a rack. <laughs> yeah, she does. I'm not trying to be like crude. No, but, but it's But my god, I was like It's a surprising melody! thing about Melody <laughs> Paris. I was
2: shocked. Yeah, tits out for the boys. Tits Melody Paris.
1: And you know what? She only brings them out when they're for her.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly right. Melody That is why I love Melody.
1: I love that. Yeah. She is not putting that on for her Skyroom date, although she did look very cute. Yeah. And did wear some new clothes? I'll give it to her. Those tits were out for her and her alone.
2: Yeah. Her and her friend her partying in her in her her apartment with her friend and her tap water. She's
1: ready to feel and look good. That guy'll get him when he earns them. (laughs) And let me tell you something about the shrink. Has not earned them yet.
2: No. And Melody's not, Melody, Melody is not, Melody's not giving away glasses of milk. You, you have to buy the cow.
1: So when things start happening, when the monkey's paw kind of like <laughs> yeah. starts to curl up yeah. and it's like the bank calls for that money and it's like, whoops. Yeah, they're
2: like, oh, uh, we gave you too much money for a loan and you just took it and we need that back. But
1: I already spent it on a down payment. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, that's, whose fault is that? Yeah. And you know what Melody Paris does? Mm-hmm. The responsible thing? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to get it back then. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, she's not even... She doesn't even take like 20 seconds to feel sorry for herself. I just give myself a day.
2: Melody never feels sorry for herself.
1: Melody doesn't have... She doesn't have a a beat to do it. Because she wants to spend her time driving Mm. through Chinatown. That's right. And if you're going to live a life that wild, Mm -hmm. you don't have time (laughs) for (laughs) self-pity. Not that wild. Mm -mm. She is... She is not going to have that. So the other thing that happens is George comes in and and he like, oh, by the way, in the weirdest proposal <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen on TV. Yeah. And and I know it's supposed to be weird, but even then it was like uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, I think what's uncomfortable about it is it felt so real. Like people are like this. <laughs> yeah. people, people, it's like, I am bestowing upon you mm-hmm. the gift of my marriage. I mean, like, I
2: think my dad proposed to my mom by saying, well, Deb, I think it's time we get married.
1: I like that. (laughs) When I respect that. Yes. Not like, hey, here's my dick in a box kind of (laughs) eye. Yeah. Like, this guy, like, I, and I have seen, I feel like uh, this is just me, Mm -hmm. but when I see like a big grandiose wedding proposal, it's about the person asking. It's about the person asking. about the person being asked.
2: Unless somebody has explicitly lined out to you, I don't want to say yes unless it is a promposal. Yeah. Unless that, those are the terms and conditions. I'm not saying yes
1: unless it's a flash mob. (laughs) Exactly. Sure.
2: (laughs) Then if you just, then it's for you.
1: But anybody else, if you have a friend that's filming your proposal, sorry, it's about you. <laughs>
2: yeah. And if
1: you haven't come to that realization yet, friend, welcome to On. <laughs> that's what your proposal was. And so Melody Paris' George. Yeah. Makes a proposal that's all about him. And you mm-hmm. know what? She's like, you know, I don't think so, George. No. Even though her mom's there, her sister's there. Yeah. And everybody's been waiting for this four years. Yeah. And she's like, no. No. Why would I do that? Yeah. This really isn't a fit for me in my life right now. <laughs> no. And it was like. Yes. I just, I was stunned. At work when,
2: because like it catches, like Melody's virtuoso work at the fragrance counter catches the attention of the local press and they want to do a profile on the nose. Mm, and again, because the monkey's paw starts reacting and the wishes start going wonky. Well, her bu- her bitch coworker, who is a volume seller, but not a customized seller, a custom seller, she decides to pretend that she's the nose because Mimi tried <sighs> Excuse me, Melody has tried to teach her the ways of the nose, but if you don't have it, you don't have it.
1: If you don't have it, you don't have it. Look, you're born with it, you're either born with the nose, Yeah. or you don't have the nose. Maybe
2: she's born with it, or maybe you just don't have it.
0: April, you can't cheat at this. You either have the nose or you don't. And I tried to teach you, remember?
1: Also, maybe this woman should have tried listening a little better.
2: And she just, she had no interest in getting better. No. But so she presents herself as being the nose. Local press shows up to the fragrance counter and they're like, we're profiling this woman. She's the nose. Let's watch her in action. And they do the dumbest possible thing, which is uh, have God. us name, like blindfold her and have her name the fragrances that she sells. Yeah. Which honestly just feels like as a fragrance purveyor. That's the one thing you should be able to just be like, yeah, I know the smells of the things I sell. They they're, don't, well, they, they do try to have her do the customized fragrance thing and it doesn't go, but they're like, here, this is the real
1: trick. You are absolutely right. Because <clears throat> they're there trying to profile fake spelling. Yeah. And then the best friend rolls in and she's like, yep, actually, exactly. this bitch is an imposter.
2: Because even though when it's happening, Melody's not like, well, what yep. am I going to do? I don't know how to react. She's like, can't believe her.
1: Melody's like, I'm on my way out anyways. Yeah. I got a down payment on a place down the street. Yeah. You want to pretend to be the nose? You don't actually have it. And this is what I love about Melody. Exactly. Melody knows the truth is on her side. Exactly. And when the truth is on your side, it is only a matter of time until everybody knows it. That is
2: 100% true. Melody is not even... She's mildly annoyed, but she's not disturbed that this woman is being an imposter of her. Because she's like, what a phony.
1: Ready for another life lesson? If you're on Twitter and somebody's saying some shit... You don't have to prove them wrong. Yeah. Because guess what? If they're wrong, people will know.
2: Then they're they're showing their own ass being wrong. If people
1: are talking about you and they're wrong,
0: Mm -hmm. guess what? They're wrong. They're
1: wrong. I hate to say it, but I learned that from Melody Paris. Melody Paris. Melody Paris is not here to be bothered by other people's trifling behavior. No.
2: And thank God she has this wonderful best friend who does exactly what a wonderful best friend should do.
1: The best friend did the right thing.
2: Mr. Katz, I think you should see something. Meet Melody Paris. She's the real nose. You ain't seen nothing like her. Who's this? Steps up and is like, I'm going to clear up this fucking bullshit right now. I'm going to show everybody
1: how... Much of a nose the nose is. Yeah. Now of course all she does is proceed to do her job. Yeah. Like hey can you smell this fragrance blindfolded and yeah. tell them it's CK one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean it's like okay. Yeah. The bare minimum. But I got to tell you the press was really impressed. They were. So maybe the best friend knew what she was doing because yeah. She really knew how to how to like get a circus together. Yeah.
2: And she she, she rattled had up the crowd. a you could tell she had a sense of drama. She
1: had that she had of- a theatrical
2: oh, yeah. like she wanted to oh, make this a fucking dramatic. production. She wasn't gonna quietly talk to imposter girl later. Mm-hmm. She was gonna be like let me show your ass to the entire public you stupid bitch. And I am gonna boost my friend. I'm gonna make a fucking, I'm gonna be P.T. Barnum. I'm gonna carnival bark my friend right now.
1: Is that an elephant?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Her best friend is
1: awesome. Her best friend is the ringleader she calls the shots. I I Loved it. I love their friendship. And a
2: perfect compliment to Melody Paris specifically. I agree. I love that.
1: Pushes are just a little outside her comfort zone all the yeah,
2: time. Yeah. Yeah. And like she is she is big in the ways in which Melanie is more discreet. Yeah. And they compliment they each other. They
1: compliment one another. I, and I really like that. That is missing so much in so many movie um, best friendships. I know in my real life best yeah. friendships. I love people who are complimentary to who I am. Yeah. And when you watch movies, a lot of times it's the same voice that's split between two people. Yeah, And it's like, that's so I'm true. sure that is some people's relationship. <clears throat>
2: oh, yeah, many. But
1: my God, it's so wonderful seeing a truly working, we give each other something that the other one doesn't have relationship. Yeah, a you can tell. A real gift to the magic. You can
2: tell, the like, one of the reasons Melody is not, like, she wants a nice date. But one of the reasons Melody isn't broken up about George is because she's got a good friend in her life. Yeah.
1: She's got a good support system. She's got a date with the guy with the car.
2: That's exactly right.
1: But also... If it didn't work out with him, mm-hmm. guess what? Melody's fine. Melody's fine. Because Melody doesn't want the guy. She wants the date in the Sky Room. Exactly. That is the key difference to Melody. Yeah. Because Melody loves and supports her for her best friend. Mm-hmm. They have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. The first thing she fucking does when she gets new clothes, shares it with her friend.
2: Yep, that's true. That tells
1: you everything you need to know about her. Yep. And she is a good person with a good friendship. She cares about her mom even though her mom is crazy. <laughs>
2: and it completely has no maternal instincts with her.
1: No. A very bad relationship. Yeah obviously has not done the most and by the way I do think Melody does succeed in setting some healthy boundaries with her mom it seems like it so you know for the most part it's like yeah her mom's annoying but like also Melody's done a good job of like insulating herself so really this woman who's just fine a bunch of really bad things happen to her. she (laughs) takes it and she's like you know what I'm gonna make lemonade yeah and at the end of this towards the end of this movie Mimi's like or excuse me Melody Mm -hmm. is like I am not even gonna risk it I'm going right back to that mall I'm gonna rip that fucking list out she she busts into to the horror of children. Yeah. Busts into this Santa's letter mailbox, mm-hmm. pulls it out, yep. and lights it on fire. Lights it a, on fire. Like a ritual in the <laughs> Yeah.
2: She it's like a witch setting their intentions. Yes. She lights this shit on fire. Oh, and there's And the, Im- the
1: look on her face. She is satisfied. She
2: is satisfied. And when it when it comes out that Melody is the real nose, the press is enamored, and then some fragrance guru um impresario shows up just in time to tell Melody he wants to work with her. Oh and yeah, in they, front of everybody. Yeah, and they can Thank be you. partners probably in her fragrance business that she's gonna open, I assume. When the boss realizes that he was wrong about Mr. Melody Glasses. too, Mr. Glasses realizes that he was wrong about her too, she's like, I quit. I'm out of here after her fragrance coup and she, no, and No, 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 hang on. That's, and then like, and then,
1: He, he says, he,
2: he inquires about her final check.
1: No, he, first, no, no, she doesn't quit yet. He, he says, Melody, I owe you an apology. That's, and there she it is. says, There it is. I owe you an apology. Mail it with my last paycheck, would you, Mr. G? That's how she quits. That like is how a she fucking quits. Boss.
2: Incredible. M-
1: there Melody
2: Melody has no regrets. Melody
1: dropped the mic in that fake meeting. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everybody, <laughs> the press is there. She doesn't give a fuck. You can put it in the mail with my check. I owe you an apology. Yes, you do. Bye. <laughs>
2: yeah. I
1: couldn't believe it. Melody, and this goes back to the whole when when the truth is on your side thing. It's mm-hmm. like, again, this theme of like, it's like this man. She doesn't need his apology. No. Because she already knows the truth. Yeah. It's his fucking loss. She doesn't
2: need George to be married to her because she doesn't actually just want a performative marriage or engagement. She wants something real. Yeah. And she's not gonna contrive a real relationship out of this one that's complete bullshit.
1: Absolutely. She
2: may she Melody has Melody has issues standing up for her demands. Yes. Like she doesn't like, she, like so many women, is reticent. To really forcefully demand what makes her happy. Yes. But she also doesn't accept other people selling her bullshit. Yeah. She might not be out here being like, I want a car and I want a job. And she might feel awkward about writing her list, but she's not like, maybe I do deserve less. Maybe I should settle for George. Maybe I should just work in the stockroom. She never does that. No. She never does that. She never apologizes for the things she wants as
1: she's getting them. Now, this is not a movie with a superhuman woman who is invincible. No, you know, there are she is a woman no. with feelings. You know, when Marla Maples buys a fake ass engagement ring to make her jealous yep. in her own workplace <laughs> yeah. and shows up like fragrance shopping. Yeah,
2: because she knows the ther- her therapist's boyfriend is sweet on is sweet on Melody right. Paris. Right.
1: So she's like, and by the way, also, I just heard from a friend who watched this movie that says there's never a part that's actually established that they are romantic partners. Now, I looked it up on Wikipedia. It says oh. that they are dating. Oh, okay. So Wikipedia says, yes. Okay. I felt like they were. I thought I they guess were. they might not be. We don't, but she, well, for whatever reason, Marla Maples is definitely interested. Yeah. And in trying to make her jealous. And it hurts her feelings. It hurts her feelings. Uh, understandably.
2: Yeah, because she kind of, you know, she dared to dream for a moment. Like, huh, maybe this guy. Yeah. And maybe then I'm it was not like, going
1: to cross out this puppy. Fuck. Yeah. And so when he, when they do kiss, because it's complicated with yeah. him.
2: Yeah, when therapist dad tosses Marlo Maples out on her ass.
1: Yes. They do, they do kiss the first time. Because, you know, a lot of times in Christmas movies, the kiss comes way at the end. Right, Robert, right, right. This kiss actually comes earlier in the film in Chinatown.
2: Right, he buys her the pink fuzzy slippers. He her, goes into like a dollar check. store, yep. buys himself a pair. Dollar
1: store that's open all night. All night long. Thank God. Yeah. Okay, Give me one of those. Yeah. Why don't we have an all night dollar store in L.A.? <laughs>
2: They know their customer oh base. Oh, my
1: God. Fuzzy slippers at midnight? I would be there. I would hang out there every day.
2: Fuzzy slippers at midnight and then buying himself a pair too. That was a good move.
1: I will say, I used to live near a very big Walgreens mm-hmm. in a town that had no target. <laughs> and I did walk to that Walgreens routinely in the middle of the night. Yeah. One time I bought a giant uh, stuffed tiger. <laughs> because it's, you know... So anyways, yeah. I would leave with the fuzzy slippers. <laughs> yes. This very man much so. knows his way around a Walgreens. Yeah. So, Melody has... It's it's a weird thing to describe where there is this subplot that we keep kind of skipping over a little bit about this guy, this man, the shrink. Right. There is the plot about that, but it doesn't really feel like it matters. What feels more substantial is that her friendship with her best friend, mm-hmm. her relationship to her family, mm-hmm. and her relationship to this kid, Danny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which
2: like she comes into a relationship with the dad because she meets Danny, and Danny's the one playing like little kid matchmaker. Yes.
1: And it, to be fair, I you know. Their relationship doesn't seem, you know, in a lot of these movies, it's like, okay, well, you're my new mom now. Yeah. yeah. It it never feels like that with them. They feel like friends.
2: And that is, and that I think is why your assessment of like, she's his third grade teacher is perfect. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't have to be your new mom. That is like, that feeling that you're talking about is an important kind of like love and connection. And he can look upon her that way without being like, I can finally never think about my dead mom again.
1: Right. He's rooting, he's actively rooting, and by the way, like, and embarrassingly, this is why he's a gay kid. He is, he has a flair for drama as well. Oh, absolutely. And he is not afraid to, like, read the room.
2: He, he asks Melanie on a fucking date. I really need
1: someone
0: to talk to. Um, can I take you to lunch? Oh, sure. Let me just get my coat, okay? Okay?
1: <laughs> oh my god, yeah!
2: And she's like, sure! Yeah, and that's when George shows up and is like, "You said you wanted spontaneity," and so she's like, "Great, you can come to lunch with me and Danny." And Danny's like, "Ugh," but oh my they all go to lunch together. But George sucks. But
1: when your friend's dating that guy that sucks,
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You
1: hear, you guys, you hear about this every episode. You hear about this every when episode. You have that friend who's dating a guy who sucks, mm-hmm. and the guy shows up, and it's like, "Yeah, I guess you are a plus two. Yeah. All right, we're we're all going to lunch. And I, are.
2: God, that I I am so I am so very Danny in that moment when my friend is like, "Can my boyfriend that you don't like comes?" Oh, and I'm God. like, oh, I guess we didn't have a separate plan that didn't involve this person at all. So I'm gonna try and yeah. play through. I'm gonna try and play through it. But I'm just actually really. Fun I'm gonna with ask right you
1: now. all listening an imaginary question that I can't hear you. answer. <laughs> yeah. Do you automatically assume that when you invite somebody that their partner is the a part of the invitation? Like I don't. Like when I people don't. invite me to things, mm-hmm. I don't assume they're inviting my boyfriend to. Yeah.
2: And Why I think your boyfriend's really grateful for that
1: specifically. Yeah, he does not want to be there. <laughs> yeah. Don't invite him. Yeah. He wants to be at home.
2: Don't invite him. Are He'll you see kidding? Sam when he's done. Yeah. yeah, he would like to be
1: by himself. <laughs>
2: yeah. You guys need
1: to leave him out of this. Yeah, okay? leave him
2: out of this, goddammit. But when people
1: automatically, assume, like, it's weird when I invite somebody to something and they're like, okay, we'll be there. And it's like, I'm sorry, is this I, the royal I ween? said you. I yeah, you mean real... like
2: you and your purse? Like, who's we? Because guess what? I don't
1: have that relationship with George. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Okay. I and, and Danny absolutely does not. And Melody's in a tough spot. He's trying George is trying to do the thing that she said she wanted, but he's also not doing it right and he's being a pompous ass. Well, so it's like, God what damn is, it.
1: What is special and accurate about this? You are a is, third
2: grade teacher and you're going to hang out with your student. You can't bring George right
1: now. You can't. You can't. You can bring cardboard cutouts. Or not cardboard, <laughs> uh, construction paper and yeah. maybe some markers. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot bring George. No. George <clears throat> does, in, and this is like the only nice thing I'll say about George, George does try by being spontaneous and showing. He does, it. yeah. But what it shows when he tries is that he is not a fit for Melody. Exactly. And Melody comes to that realization on her own mm-hmm. and vocalizes it to him and the people she loves. You're going to spend
0: your whole life waiting on someone else's agenda. No, George, I'm not. I'd have to be out of my mind to do that. I'd have to be some kind of nut, a fruitcake. Or just me. Do you know how long I've been waiting on your agenda, George? I really. That's why
2: I
1: admire her as a heroine.
2: I love that a part of this movie is not other people telling Melody that she should break up with George and her being like, no, you don't know him like I do. Like, she has a role. Listen, he's got a five year plan. Because, like, she's been with him for four years. It's worth it to like at least try and make an argument for it, but she is the one who decides at the halfway point of this movie because when they get the shared custody of the car and she's in the Mustang with George, she's right. like get out. What? I want you to get out.
0: But uh...
1: get
2: out. Like she, she pushes back a little, and people are like, "What about is this George guy?"
1: Guys, I mean, that's cold.
2: Absolutely, and she. But what's George
1: gonna do? Call taxi in a suburb?
2: I'm so glad we don't have to see George doing a thousand inconsiderate things to her.
1: I was just gonna fucking bring this up as my next like point.
2: Like, it, it's not a movie where she's like she's, complimenting George and he's rolling his eyes, no, and she's buying him presents, and he doesn't I mean, care. Movies
0: are like this Ugh. where
1: it's like you have that bad partner who like uh, it's gonna reveal that he cheated on her. Exactly. Or he's ignoring her, and she's just begging for his attention, but then finds the better guy that actually she should be with him. None of that. No, This is like realizing somebody's not a fit for you and being fine with that. Yeah, and just being fine with that. And being like, you know, I think I'm going to make different choices in the future. And if
2: George was into Melody Paris, he would have proposed
1: sooner. I don't care about his five-year plan. So he's going
2: to go off and find somebody who he does want to be with.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That person wants a flash mob proposal. Exactly. George, if you're out there, if you're, George, I know you listen.
2: I know you're out there, George. And
1: I know you're still single. (laughs) You just got to find somebody who wants that kind of showmanship. Mm -hmm. Somebody boring.
2: Yeah, somebody
1: boring. Somebody who's going to be like, wow, that was the most exciting thing that happened to me. Somebody who's going to say, my marriage was the best day of my life. That's the right fit for George. Somebody whose life peaked at thirty.
2: Somebody who wants to really get into investing in Roth IRAs with him. Ooh,
1: I, yes. Wow. <laughs> Somebody. God, for the neck can we just do another half hour? Where we just drag George <laughs> because this is accurate. And, and like half of our listeners probably. Yeah. yeah. I, this is this is why I, I will. To make a big sweeping, because we've, we've jumped all over the place because what we've really done is give you, given you a character profile for like everybody in the movie. Yeah.
2: Because, and, and like because, you said, the the conclusion, like it comes into the apartment, it's Christmas, George proposes, she says no. And then everybody's like, get the fuck out, George. Yeah. Like you don't make her happy. You shouldn't be here. Dr. Man shows up with Danny. Yep. And is like,
1: I hey, want to be with you. I'm in.
2: And we get a wonderful kiss.
1: There's like a flash forward to later they're a family. They of course have a baby. She of course has a baby. I, that was the one part where I'm like, but you know what? I didn't, I didn't see a baby on her list. I didn't see it on the list. Nina wasn't on the list. She did cross out the puppy. Mm -hmm. Puppies are like babies. (laughs) They're both a lot of work. I would pick the puppy. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Yeah. So, Melody has a baby. Fine. Yeah, fine. She's got, she gets to live with her friend Danny.
2: Yeah, she gets to live with her friend Danny. I'm
1: like, this gay boy (laughs) has His best girlfriend, his third grade teacher. Like, honestly, it's to me... This movie is not the fantasy of her finding a man. <laughs> this is the fantasy of me getting to live with my third grade yeah, teacher. Yeah,
2: this is Danny's fantasy come true.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I live with
1: Mrs. Simcox. I'm so happy. Like, it's like, oh, my God. If I could, are you kidding me? I spent all those recesses. I'm trying to skip Jim to hang out with my teacher. Yep. Because fuck Jim, first <laughs> of all. Yeah, can I help you clap these erasers? <laughs> yeah. Get me out of get me away from these people. <laughs> they want to play sports. <laughs> so danny is living my personal mm-hmm. christmas fantasy yeah yeah and all of that is in the in the context of the greater scheme of like building to an odds world and universe where we have all these christmas movies with like conflicting uh kind of messaging and yeah. all of that but that we love yeah. for what it is yeah um uh, relics of heteronormativity yeah uh this movie somehow mm-hmm. even in, in being way ahead of those mm-hmm. is like Years ahead, it looks like it's from 1991. It sounds like it's from 2021.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I would. Melody Paris and the Christmas List is a more is a heroine I enjoy spending more time with than what's the single at Christmas movie that just came out?
1: Single all the way. Single all the way. Fuck that.
2: I like the hero of I like the hero who's we're following on her journey so much more in the Christmas List than I do that annoying ass guy at the center of Single All the Way.
1: Here's what you need to know about Single All the Way if you have not seen it yet. It is just a maddeningly <laughs> upsetting main character <laughs> surrounded by very interesting people.
2: Yeah, like he's a total Ted Mosby. He's a total Ted, Ted Mosby. Mosby the, the the main in How I Met Your Mother, he's the one oh, who is, is on he? the journey to meet the mother. Not and bad. Ted Mosby is a fucking jackass. I hate when
1: you have to follow somebody you don't love. Yep. You know where you don't have to do that? The Christmas list. You don't. So friends, get your ass on YouTube. Put this movie on. Type in the Christmas list, 1997. It will come up. Yep. Yes, it's Mimi Rogers. Yeah, it's really weird hair. It's cute. (laughs) I like it. It's 97. Forgive her, okay? Yep. And I want you to learn a more valuable lesson about the person that you could be.
2: Write your own list
1: write your own
2: list. Go after that list. And
1: you know what? If that list starts coming true in a really weird magical way, go (laughs) find that list and burn it. Burn
2: it. it. Set it on fire. Because
1: you can manifest your own life however you want.
2: And if you start experiencing delusions, see someone
1: about that. Definitely check. If you've taken one thing away from this podcast, (laughs) please know that they inaccurately represent schizophrenia on TV. (laughs) That's just auditory. If you are literally seeing things, (laughs) Mm -hmm. please see a doctor. Yeah. You may have something going on that needs to be (laughs) checked out immediately. Immediately. So, you know, Merry Christmas!
2: Merry Christmas!
1: <laughs> I am so happy that we got to Christmas list together.
2: I am too. And here's to here's to having a what the most normal Christmas imaginable. God,
1: I I am wishing you, Jordan, <laughs> you specifically, yeah. the most normal Christmas.
2: I am wishing you the most normal Christmas. <laughs> Thank
1: you. I hope that you all Doesn't out that there sound easy have the most normal Christmas <laughs> yeah. that anybody in a post COVID world could have.
2: And now uh, we'll play you out with some Sam Weinman original music.
1: This one is called You're Good to Me. And it's definitely about that boyfriend who doesn't want attention. (laughs) Sorry, bud. Happy Altmas. Enjoy.
0: You're good to me. You still wave at me from your window when I'm walking to my car. You wait for me To end the call in case there's something else You know I didn't say Just like that one night when my past climbed into bed with us And if I said a word, I knew I'd have to cry So you said Feel it all, you're safe with me There's no one else you have to be I'm not going anywhere I'm not going anywhere It's okay for you to leave But if you stay, you're safe with me I'm not going anywhere I'm not going anywhere This year was tough All I want for Christmas is not to fuck this up You're good to me When my sister got gotten sicker You said stop by, you'll be waiting up for me Even when I'm running late because It's harder than I thought Do you know what it's like To watch someone forget you? Have you ever grieved someone a hundred times? And you said Feel it all, you're safe with me There's no one else you have to be I'm not going anywhere I'm not going anywhere It's okay for you to leave When you come back, you're safe with me I'm not going anywhere I'm not going anywhere This year was tough All I want for Christmas is not to fuck this up I still got a lot to learn, don't always get it right I'll fix it baby We don't gotta fight Never got this far before I never thought I could All I want for Christmas Is to keep this thing that's good So I said You don't have to feel it too You should know that I love you I'm not going anywhere No I'm not going anywhere You laughed a little and held me You said you're always safe with me I'm not going anywhere I'm not going anywhere I always knew Isn't it obvious that, babe, I love you too? Cause yeah, this year was tough all I want for Christmas is you and you're enough I want you for Christmas and baby you're